Hello, everyone. Welcome to Single-Minded Conversations. I'm your host, Jesse Single. I'm a journalist and podcaster. I host another podcast called Blocked and Reported. Like everyone else, I have a Substack newsletter called Single-Minded that this is sort of an outgrowth of. Uh, Happy New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve, and this is going to be a slightly different uh, episode of the show than what I normally do. I anticipated a slightly smaller crowd because it's New Year's Eve and it's noon Eastern. So we're going to get a little bit more earnest and serious. I hope this uh, <laughs> won't be aversive to anyone. I hope you guys won't flee. Thank you to whoever just did the uh, little celebratory emoji. That's great. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions. I want to uh, talk about mine a bit and then hear about yours and how you came about them and how you hope to stick to them. This is, uh, I'll also take questions about whatever else you want. So feel free to jump in the queue, even if you don't have a new year's, uh, resolution related query. Um, you know, this is different from what I normally do. I'm usually not a particularly earnest guy. It's something I struggle with sort of talking about my problems and my feelings, but, um, I don't know. I've got some reasons for it. Uh, 2021, I think, has been a pretty bad year in a lot of ways for a lot of us. Uh, we all have our own stories. I do think that, like, joking aside and marketing aside, there's something useful about having a specific point in the calendar that you mark as, like, okay, I'm going to try to step back today and think about my life a little and, and zoom out in a way we don't always have the time or inclination to do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and when I when I do that, I just realize that I'm finding the world to be an increasingly exhausting and dizzying place. And it feels like there isn't really much room to make headway on problems, either at the zoomed out or zoomed out level, because everything is so chaotic and cacophonous. I don't buy into the idea that we live in a particularly bad, let alone apocalyptic time. I mean, I, I think this is, in fact, probably the best time ever to be alive, just on pure material grounds, at least if you're a relatively well-off American or European. Although I'm, I'm reading from notes, I realize that there's been a huge reduction in global poverty too. So this is also true if you're a peasant somewhere. Not that we shouldn't want peasants to not have to be peasants anymore, but it's just, it's sort of ridiculous to claim we're living in apocalyptic time, setting aside climate issues that I do think are getting more serious, but that we're going to leave aside for now. Uh, that being said, it's a good time to be alive, but it's a very loud time to be alive especially if you're sort of the kind of person who has access to the broader discourse and knows about politics or follows politics, everyone is screaming and it's getting harder and harder to know whether a given puff of smoke you see out by the horizon represents an actual fire or just some crazy person letting off steam or, or I suppose smoke or some opportunist uh, creating smoke, attempting to divert everyone's attention toward himself or away from himself. Because of all this, I'm increasingly finding I sort of want to retreat in small and big ways. Like I want to read the books that are piled up around my apartment and that I never really feel like I have time or the attention span to read, Um, which is embarrassing because I have like way better work-life balance than a lot of people. But I just always feel like I'm flitting around from thing to thing, from short-term thing to short-term thing, from distraction to distraction. Uh, and that I don't really have time to read books and to develop a richer understanding of, of the past and the future and, and stuff like that. Along those same lines, and, and for some reason this feels like a similar sort of activity as reading a book in that it, it takes sustained focus, part of me also wants to take self-improvement a little bit more seriously in 2022. And 
just a few years ago, I probably would have laughed at myself for uttering a sentence like this because I am very irony poisoned and I'm very opposed to a lot of self-help. I just think there's a lot of grifters and broken promises in the self-help space and that the average self-help book doesn't really help and and is a way to squeeze money out of people and and sometimes desperate or lost people. This is all stuff that is in my book. Um, Of course, buying my book should be one of your, your primary 2022 new year's resolutions. Um, But when you get a little bit older, you do notice things about yourself that you earnestly realize you'd like to change or that you have to change. And for me, these come down to like two pretty core elements of being a living human food and sleep. So I've had really abysmal eating habits for a long time. They're probably not as bad as like the worst 25% of Americans. I'm not binging fast food every day or anything, but the amount of just carbs I consume and the swiftness with which I will give up on the idea of making a healthy meal and just grab some pizza or an egg and cheese or whatever noodles, whatever else is available in New York around me. And there's a lot of offerings. uh, That's been a problem for a while. And I do think it's affecting my health. Like I exercise a lot. So I don't think the average person would look at me on the street and be like, wow, that dude is really out of shape. But like, I feel it as you get older, you, you feel that more. And I think your diet probably has a bigger impact. I'm like, 25 pounds heavier than I was when I was in pretty good shape early in 2020, which it's crazy to me that that's about to be two years ago, but it is. And um, what frustrates me about this and about myself is that like for a lot of people, eating well isn't really a choice given how busy they are or how cut off from good food they are. Uh, There's a lot of reasons why it's actually hard. It's easy to be like, yeah, just slice up some onions, some peppers, make yourself a nice salad, blah, blah, blah. That's not easy for most people. It is easy for me, or it could be easy for me if I prioritized it enough. But instead, I sort of make these bad choices uh, day after day after day, and I mask them by the fact that for now I can exercise a lot because I haven't like torn an ACL or something, which I'm sure I will at some point. Uh, And and I think it's bad. I'm developing a a minor degree of like self-loathing about it, although... As a secular Northeastern Jew, I I always have a high baseline level of self-loathing. So like probably half the country, I do want to start 2022 with a different attitude toward eating. But I'm worried that like this sort of yo-yoing will continue where I can be healthier for a few months and lose the weight. But then it comes back and so on. And I'm just I'm worried it'll be harder and harder to be stay healthier as I get older because there's a big difference between trying to lose 10 or 15 pounds or have the time to really cook when you're 38 versus 28. And it, it just gets harder as you get older. Uh, I will wrap this up with the one other issue I'm very concerned about personally, which is sleep. I've never, ever been able to sleep. Uh, it takes me hours to fall asleep on average. Uh, there's like a tremendous, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a tremendous amount of tossing and turning And I'll get these weird moments of brief but profound panic when I'm right at the edge of sleep that'll sort of cause me to jolt awake. I also have really, really restless legs a lot of the time. I I don't know if restless leg syndrome is a thing. And I'm always skeptical of the sort of new trendy ailment or diagnosis du jour. But if it is a thing, I I think I have it. It's very hard to explain, I think, to someone who doesn't have it. But just imagine feeling like you need to stretch your legs, but no amount of leg stretching will fix it. Similar to the eating and like weight thing, uh, I think not being able to sleep takes a larger and larger toll as you get older. So it's hard for me to say for sure, but I think my mind is fuzzier after a night of just three hours of sleep, which unfortunately is not unusual for me, than it was after that same night of three hours of sleep 10 or 15 years ago. It's just harder to roll with the punches and you feel it sort of taking this cumulative toll on your mood and on your cognition in a way that I, I don't think it was like this before. 
and similar to the eating thing, like I don't really have any good excuses. There's a lot of stuff I could do that might make the situation a little better. Uh, avoiding screens before sleep, staying out of bed until I'm really ready to sleep. All the sleep people say the sleep people. I make them sound like a cult. Sleep specialists say that if you're like tossing and turning in bed for 20 or 30 minutes, just get out of bed and do something else. I, I never do that. I don't know why. I just I mostly can't bring myself to do that. And if I do, it's like I go watch an episode of Mad Men, which is self-defeating because that's a screen. I should just read. Um, so there's all the stuff I could do. It's just way easier said than done, uh, especially when it's 3 a.m. and I'm in bed exhausted but frustrating. This has happened for the 10,000th time. That might not be an exaggeration. Okay, so I've started to ramble, uh, but what I've realized is I like haven't really taken care of myself, and I want to get better about that in 2022. I think that the idea of self care has become so hyper marketed and laughable and bastardized. Like self care is like, oh, there was a news story that upset me, so I shouldn't have to go to work tomorrow. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So it it feels weird to even talk about self care, but at the end of the day, I, I think it points to a real thing. Like it's easy even if you have every possible advantage to let certain fights with yourself go to lose by default. And I view these as sort of fights against some of my own habits and tendencies. Uh, They're not fights I have to lose, but I have lost them. And I I really want to do less losing of those fights in 2022. It could be, I'll be back here a year from now or or on some other uh, social podcasting platform, whatever the successor is. Uh, And I'll be issuing the same complaints, but I do think naming the problem and being specific about how it manifests itself is a useful first step. And with that bit of loathsome earnestness, I will take your calls. Colin, you are first up. Colin, you will have to unmute yourself. There we go. Yeah, here we go. Hi, Jesse. Um, before I before hey. I get on to mine, a little bit of earnest, earnestness for myself um, towards you. I'm going to point my earnestness at you. Um, you, you might want to look into getting a sleep study done. Um, I've had, I've had that done actually. Uh, this was in 2015 or 2016. It was a weird experience. They attach all this sticky shit to you and they, people probably know this. They monitor you while you lie there. What was useful was they ruled out any kind of sleep apnea, which was relief. And he also did say that I slept more than I thought I slept, which was useful because I think you can't always tell when you're asleep, but, um, I might do another one if I can't, if I can't fix this otherwise, but that is a good suggestion. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of hyper conscious of that because my wife used to be a sleep tech and my brother in law currently is. So that's that's something I feel oh, uh, a lot of people just just yeah. don't realize the kind of impact that sleep has or can have or bad sleep can have on their lives. And um especially being being a, a man of larger proportion just in your build, you know, you you might be prone to sleep apnea, but that's good that you got it checked out and had that ruled out. Um for for myself, um, I have the pretty novel goal of getting healthier. I know uh, a lot of people probably haven't even thought of that um, at the new year either. Um, but I mean, like you, I'm kind of getting to the age where uh, my my lifestyle choices and diet are going to have uh, more dire consequences as we go on. Um, the pandemic has kind of push that towards the front of my consciousness because of the outsized um, effects of uh, being overweight. I'm, I'm not overweight by a lot, but I'm certainly not in the shape I'd like to be. Um, and, and also um, my, my father who just retired yesterday 
um, on his own recognizance is also at the same time going through some health problems. So I, I'm sorry to hear that. He's, he's doing fine, but looking, looking at that as a potential for my future, I don't want to, uh, I don't want things to time out exactly that way. So, um, with that in mind, and uh, it won't be the first time that towards the new year I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be in shape this time. Um, I'm going to try and and uh, rekindle sort of the areas that have interested me um, with healthier eating, which would be um, digging back into Michael Pollan's work. Uh, he yep wrote, I believe it's called In Defense of Food. I think there was another one that he wrote that really just goes into um, healthy and balanced eating. Um, it's not necessarily a vegetarian, a pro-vegetarian book, but there's, you know, he, he's not anti-anything, really. Um, yeah, but omnivore. Yeah, he's, he's, omniv- he's, he's an omnivore, but he also speaks highly of vegetarianism in, in some aspects, and just a really good and balanced book that um kind of kind of makes me want to connect a bit closer to my um to my food source which is something that interests me anyway and it's something that I can kind of tie into uh to my personal health and I feel like if if I can find a way to make diet and exercise interesting that'll uh that'll help me to kind of stick with it yeah, my, my sort of first step uh, in the last couple of days as I realized I, I want to enter one of these periodic healthier phases was, was seriously just ordering a couple of salads from the bougie Brooklyn salad place. Like, you know, they're more expensive than they should be, but I'm lucky I can afford them. And you realize you can eat a bowl of salad with a good mix of like, whatever, for me, it was like roasted beets and uh, pickled red onion and other stuff. And it's like a very filling meal for 500 calories. And 500 calories is one slice of pizza that, you know, in five minutes I'll be hungry again. So I think realizing that healthy food, it doesn't taste as good as the garbage I eat, but like it can feel fulfilling and keep you full longer. It's such a basic thing, but I just have such bad habits that that was useful. I should read Paulin's books on that stuff. I've only read his book on um, psychedelics, to be honest. Oh, he, he's fantastic. And I can recommend having not finished one of his books, but <laughs> intend to go back and, and reread and then, uh, dig back into. I believe he's got two books on the subject of food, but um, he he's just all around great. I feel so. Yeah, yep. very good writer. Uh, anything else, Tom? No, no. Uh, just have a have a good New Year and good health to you and yours. Thank you. Happy Happy uh, New Year to you too. And and uh, likewise. Next up is Anon. What is up, Anon? Hi, um, so I guess I'm the second person here who has, uh, I guess after actually the third after you, um, who has like a health-related goal, I guess two health-related goals. Um, one is to um, exercise more because prior to the pandemic, I was living in a different city with better weather and that was very walkable and I moved somewhere with bad weather and that isn't very walkable and I also work a job from home where I'm on the computer all day. Oh so, God. Yeah. that's a- um, Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, not remotely as active as I used to be. And I feel like my body has just transformed into like a, a limp spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I want to get back into being more active 
And then the other thing is that I want to um, eat more vegetables um, because, well, so for me, like I don't have a very big appetite. And when I see like all of the nutritional requirements that you're expected to get, it seems just like way too much food and really intimidating to me. So I want to like, so I don't know, I'm kind of like scared by all those graphics about like you know you need to eat all this stuff and it's like how am I supposed to do that but you know I I really want to focus on on eating more vegetables and eating more protein and stuff like that isn't there a way to do it with like and I'm far from a nutritionist but couldn't you just take like a few very healthy nutrient-rich vegetables and either roast them or sort of saute them in like some sort of like bowl or omelet situation just get them all into like one small space and that'll be that yeah yeah um there we go i just solved your problem yeah and also you know there's soups um soups are good and even like there's like supplement powders and stuff so yeah i need to look more into that yeah i um the exercise thing for me is just like I mean, I, I live in a cold climate too. I am a little bit more used to it just being from Boston. So I can, I can probably run in weather that goes down to like 40, but it's absolutely a huge difference versus like, if you live in a place where you can just walk everywhere and be outside, if you have the time mm-hmm. hours a day, it's like, I, mm-hmm. it's, it's tricky. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Actually, the, the food thing gives me tremendous difficulties, exercise for mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I just feel too crazy if I don't exercise. So it just doesn't feel like a, um, an option, but I, I don't know. I, I remember working a more regular nine to five and the exercise thing is absolutely a challenge in those situations, even mm-hmm. if you're well. Yeah. Anything else, Anon? Um, no, that's it. Thank you. Happy New Year and good yeah, luck with you. the, uh, the veggies. Thank you. Good luck with your... Thank you. Jacob, who has whose uh, French fry and mayonnaise uh, image is not helping me with my goals. Hello, Jesse. Uh, good afternoon. Hello. And yes, I definitely realize that French fries are not part of healthy eating. I've had them, I think, twice. <laughs> Even as I talk about eating more healthy, I think twice in the last three days I've had French fries. So oh, yeah, it's not a great French, start. French fries are like a food group unto themselves. So. They really are. Yeah. Yeah, just in regards to your comments about sleep, I will say that when I was young, when I was like 12, I was able to get by perfectly on three, four hours of sleep, which my doctor thought was very strange. So he sent me for two sleep studies over a couple of years, and I thought that both of them were terrible because I was all wired up and had sensors attached to me, and I was in this uncomfortable room. It's incredibly unpleasant. Yeah. My impression was that both sleep studies were absolutely worthless and didn't tell me anything because how could you actually measure my sleep when I'm all hooked up to shit and have I'm not actually able to comfortably sleep? That's an interesting I mean we would call that sort of like a question of external validity. Is the data you're collecting in that setting at all useful for understanding someone's ability to sleep in real life? And I yeah, maybe I should be more yeah. skeptical. So I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, any kind of medical professional or clinician, but I, my personal opinion, having had two sleep studies, is that it was bunk and didn't give me anything of particular note. Although, one thing I will say that I like was uh, there's a small startup in Finland called Ura, O-U-R-A, that manufactures a little ring that you wear on your finger, which uh, is meant to track your movements throughout the day. It tracks things like your heart rate and your respiratory rate, and its killer feature is supposed to be sleep tracking. And I actually do find that 
it's fairly easy to wear. It's very thin and small. And I actually do find that those metrics are fairly accurate. Like it will say I woke up at 6.22 a.m. And when I checked over and looked at my phone, it was because that's the very first thing I do when I open my eyes. It was 6.21. So it was because I am uh, banging against the mic, the Fitbit Charge 5 I just bought from Best Buy because my my current one crapped out. And I was skeptical of the sleep feature, but you, you think I should give it a shot? Yeah, so I personally found when I tried Fitbit sleep tracking, I personally found that it was fairly accurate for me, but I also just found that the Fitbit was too bulky and uncomfortable to wear when I was sleeping. Yeah, that makes sense. I will say that the Apple Watch sleep tracking is absolutely abysmal, and I personally found it to be worthless. But the Oura Ring, O-U-R-A, out of Finland, I find this actually generally tends to be very reliable data. And when I look at, I look at my graph every morning, it does align with my, what I thought my experience was. Does it give you a good sense of like how long it took to fall asleep and when you fell asleep? It does. And I will say those metrics are actually fairly accurate, which like doesn't make sense to me. Like one thing it measures is what it calls your sleep efficiency, how long it took you to fall asleep after when you got in bed. But, like, and I find that those numbers are accurate a lot, but I don't really know exactly how it's measuring when I'm in bed versus when I'm out and about doing other things. I guess it's just relying on its metrics from my normal movements if I'm walking or working out or lifting weights or whatever. It probably has like a range of angles that yeah. it associates with like being lying down at that angle. I could see how that. Could I don't. Yes, yeah, so I don't know what the how how exactly the algorithm works, but I have found that it is generally fairly accurate. The downside to Ura, I will say, is that it, it runs about three hundred dollars, and uh, yeah. the company is now looking for more money, so they're now forcing new customers on a six dollar a month subscription service. As an old, oh, just just to use it, uh, essentially. Yeah, uh, I as, hate that. As an old customer, I am not forced into that, which is nice. But uh, they are forcing, on top of the three hundred dollar purchase price, they are forcing new customers into a six dollar a month subscription. I'm actually not sure if you need it to use it or if they just force it on you because they can but either way yeah that's not good from like a yeah well i'm glad you got grandfather yeah. in, but I, I don't like the idea of having to pay to use a thing i already bought exactly. in a situation like that it's yeah. like it's, it's like a recurring revenue strategy for a young startup that's trying to grow so like i get it from a business sense but from a customer sense i don't like that but yeah. Either way, I would just say that that's a product that I personally own and generally find to be a ver- to be very good. Yeah, I appreciate that. I should at least look into it. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, really all I have to contribute on this subject. I was going to bring up something for I, w- I was going to bring up yesterday that's completely on another topic, but it seems like you want to leave it more towards the New Year res- New Year's resolution conversation. Yeah, let me um, let me take the the next two people and see if they have New Year's. Uh, related stuff but uh, yeah you know worst case i'll be back on here soon yeah but, uh, happy 2022 jesse happy new year jacob i appreciate it but, gabby what is up gabby you're going to have to unmute yourself all right i'm going to skip you for now and then you can get back in the queue you'll be the very next caller mickey what is up Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Um, yeah, I just wanted to, I, I identify very, very strongly with both of your sort of 
the healthy eating and the sleep stuff I've suffered a long time from not sleeping well and, and not also having the best diet. And I'm also not like, you know, I'm not like obese or anything. I'm like probably very slightly overweight, but I really find, I don't know. I just really agree with you. There's this like weird thing when you're like smart enough to know what you need to do, but you just find yourself completely unable to just do the thing. That <laughs> yeah. Is it's the, frustrating. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I've like got like, you know, some definitely like some very decent neuroticism and, and OCD going on. And for some reason, there's just this, I, I don't know why it's like, I have a job and like, I can do, you know, it's like, I can pay my mortgage and stuff like that. But for some reason, it's like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll talk to my brother and he'll just be like, and he'll just be like, you know, like if you just make the food at home, it'll cost like a third of you eating out every time. And I'm just like, I know, but I just cannot imagine the the version of me that does that for some reason. I know. Yeah, no, I feel similarly. I mean, one thing I, I do is um, in November, I was making these curries. I really like, and sometimes I would cook for me and my girlfriend. Sometimes it would mostly be me, but I would, I, I think making a shitload of food that you can then re that then reheats well throughout the week is just a little thing. This is getting very self. Uh, it is uh, exactly. You know? Exactly. And it's like, I don't know why I don't do that. Yeah, no, I don't do it enough. It's just, and there's also, there are some foods like including curries and pastas that I think genuinely get, are actually better after a little time in the fridge reheated or like arguably. Um, yeah. Soup, obviously. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing where it's just like, if you can make, take an hour and a half, but make, you know, four meals this week. And I, I, I'm fine eating the same thing several times. I'm not picky like that. So I think that's the kind of thing that might, be useful for people like us. But yeah, I don't understand people who have the willpower to just cook at home that much, especially if you live in a major city and like, it's not like I'm spending $40 per takeout run. It's just very easy. Unfortunately, there's a lot of cheap uh, tempting options. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but yeah, I just want to say I, I very strongly identify with it. And it's, it's, it's weirdly, I actually like give myself a really a pretty hard time about stuff like that because I'm just like sleep as well. Like I, it's, I'm not a good sleeper yep. and it's just the thing where it's like, like you said, like I know I need to like get up and just read or something like that. And it's like, I don't know why it is, but I think there's just something about like certain people's personalities where it's like these mental blocks about it's weird. It's like, I'm not a drug addict or anything. Like I, I avoid those kind of addictions, but this thing of just constantly being like, Oh, I'll stop, you know, looking at my computer all night tomorrow. And it's like, it's always tomorrow. Yeah, and it's like, never it's happens. just, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredibly frustrating kind of strange quirk of, of the brain or modern life. Anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to. No, I'm with you. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll improve on these fronts. Yes, in, uh, that's 2022. That's the plan. Happy, happy new year to you, man. Bye. Gabby, what is up? Hi, Jesse. It's hey. your old friend Bromsky calling you from Tel Aviv. Shana Tova, first of all. Ha you Happy New Year. I have restless leg syndrome, and I'm gaining weight as well. So I can really, really, really relate to you, a person with uh, restless uh, leg syndrome who gains weight. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. And you've been, what, have there been any treatments for the restless legs you found helpful? Well, it's funny you should ask, because that pertains directly to my New Year's resolution. I find that I gain more weight, and my leg, my leg is more restless. 
It's my right leg. What about you? Do you have one leg or the other that, that's restless? I think it's symmetrical restlessness. I'm actually, it's a good question. I haven't thought. Uh, that's very rare. You should have that checked out. That, that, that's, that's extremely rare. Most people, it's the right leg. Uh, they say if it's both legs, it could actually be, uh, be deadly. Yes. Could be life threat, could be life threatening. <laughs> so I find, uh, you know, in the spirit of, um, sincerity, which, which thank God you brought up here tonight and you've raised on your, uh, sub stack. It's, it's like, I haven't heard of this since, uh, Jed Purdy brought up sincerity years ago. You're too young to remember, but it's never a bad time to be sincere. And I, have to sincerely say that my weight gain and my, rate, my, my, my restless leg, I notice they get worse the more I listen to single-minded conversations mm-hmm. on call. And, and also, There's a lot of uh, side bar, effects. BarPod does it as well, but when I listen, I'm, my New Year's resolution, resolution is to listen more to NPR and PBS and Useful Idiots because when I do that, I lose weight and I don't have as much of a, a restless uh, leg. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think uh, the state of California has banned <laughs> Barpod and oh, come on. because of all the, especially for you pregnant know I love women, you. women intending to get pregnant. Can I tell you a quick uh, Tel Aviv joke or not? It's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> Why do people not have sex on the streets in the middle of the day in Tel Aviv? I don't know why. Because if they did, people would gather around and say, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> good Jewish humor. Love you, man. Humor. Love you. Shana Tova. Bye. You too. Bye. That's a good uh, good Jewish humor. I like that. Emily, what's up? Hi. Um, so sort of shifting away from physical, um, my resolutions are more about emotional health. Um long story short, I had a very stressful job that I left um like late October of, of the or October of this year, late October. This was the one working um, with kids, right? Yes, that was, um, yeah, I was a case manager. So I was dealing with their, oh, dealing with the whole families. Um, and it was very intensive. Um, and there were a lot of things about the job that were challenging and difficult, but I had a great training program. And I ended up learning so much about like how emotion, about emotions and like how they operate and how to deal with them. And, I, it do, and it was like this weird moment of like, I'm learning all these things and helping people, but my own life, I think a lot of people who work in mental health can relate, like their own life is in shambles. And I had to like take a step back and be like, you know, what's going on? Um, and I ended up going through these two major transitions at the same time, uh, leaving that job and also moving into a bigger house, um, from an, a really tiny apartment I've lived in for, I think it was two and a half years. And the combination of that, along with just like other underlying things, caused me to say some really ugly things to my friends and family um, that I like deeply regret. And I've since apologized. Um, but I realized that, oh, I wasn't working on my own self. And I projected that, like, through this education I'd gotten from this other job, I realized, like, oh, I just projected all these feelings, and that's not good for me, and that's not good for my relationships. So I need to make... I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So my... um, What I'm hoping to do is go uh, start journaling more. Um, Having that, you know, I realize that when I can sort of talk things aloud with someone or even just write it down, it helps me avoid 
useless conflict and it helps me come to, you know, it helps me problem solve. And so the less, the more I can do that for myself, the more I can do it for others and help improve my relationships. So, you know, I emotional health, like, physical health. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's super important. I'm sorry, at a tumultuous year. Um, the sort of like journaling thing in general is another thing where I think like, look, it might seem corny, but how could it possibly be bad to spend 10 minutes just writing whatever, writing whatever's bothering you or whatever your day was like, or even I haven't looked closely at the evidence and psychological science is a mess, but gratitude journaling does have a really good reputation and just seems like what's, what's the harm. So that's, those are other habits where like, I wish, you know, it, it could, I could do it in 10 or 15 minutes a day. It's just, you don't have the time, but it, it sounds like that's that, that general genre of behavior has been. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. And it is one of those things where it's so basic it's sort of it's like you know well how do you feel better how do you recover from depression well get good sleep eat right exercise it's like so basic you're like that can't be real that can't actually work um and then you do and you're like oh wait that this is the reason people have been doing this for like hundreds of years right um and i like what you say with about gratitude like gratitude is huge and an interest of mine is like sort of comparative religion and when you look at all the major world religions gratitude is central to that to pretty much all of them and so it's like it kind of gives you a hint of you know that that specific virtue i guess you could say is important regardless of where you yeah no i i I have a lot of trouble with that but um i i think it's i think it's very worthwhile and and when certain concepts pop up all around the world in different cultures uh, oftentimes there's, there's a reason for it and we should, uh, at least interrogate why that is. And, and Absolutely. Uh, and when it comes to physical health, I will say I will be doubling down on my bad habits, more Red Bulls, more candy, less exercise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just kidding. At least to get through the worst part of the winter. That That's fair. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Have a happy new year. Thanks. You too, Emily. Uh, I think that's it, guys. This was a really nice chat. I appreciate you joining me for my uh, loathsome earnestness. Next episode, I'm going to deny any of this ever happened and go back to my more established brand of just hating on everything. Uh, I am. I hope you all have a good New Year's. Mine is going to be very chill. I'm about to get off this. I'm going for a run, and then I am going to eat the salad in my fridge from the place I ordered from yesterday. And then very small gathering with a couple of friends and their girlfriends tonight. My girlfriend is in another state, unfortunately, but I'll see her soon. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I will say getting older and feeling one of the nice things about getting older, which I've complained a lot, uh, is you don't give a shit about New Year's as much. Like I had some good New Year's in my 20s, but it's just like I just I'll I'll eat some pizza with my friends and maybe we'll play a board game and then it'll be midnight and I'll feel like I can go to sleep. Uh, I was texting with another friend, actually the friends I stayed with in D.C., and my friend was like, yeah, me and uh, my wife, uh, we're going to just watch TV and uh, pass out by 10 p.m. and miss the ball drop, which, which is great. It's in certain ways liberating to get older. Okay, that's enough preaching for me. Uh, You guys are great. Thank you so much. Please continue spreading the word about this show if you like it. And maybe I'll do more stuff like this in the future that is less tied to politics and current events or whatever, though there will always be a heavy dose of that. Happy New Year. I hope 2022 uh, is a good or at least better year for all of us. Farewell.